Hey listeners, I'm Adam, and this is Can I Ask You a Question, a podcast where anyone is welcome to join me for an episode to share their thoughts on a topic of their choice. I'm looking forward to hearing new opinions and perspectives, and hopefully becoming a bit more open-minded along the way. If you're interested in joining me for a future episode, feel free to check out the sign-up link in this episode's description. Cool, so it's recording. <laughs> Thanks, Catherine, for yeah, agreeing thanks for to having chat. me. No problem. Um, let's let's jump into the question. Uh, so the question you chose was, why do you think people report having less close friends than in the past? Uh, and you mentioned you listened to the last episode, mm-hmm. which there's some overlap, but you said you had some differences. Yeah. Um, so, what are your what are your thoughts? So, in the last podcast, where the guests talked about technology and how it, sometimes we find that it's impeding relationship building, my opinion actually is that technology isn't necessarily what's to blame for that. Okay. Um, and I guess to be more specific to the topic that we're talking about today, why do people perceive that they have less close friends now? I think that there are three main reasons. Okay. The first one is our change in lifestyle. The second is the whole definition of what it means to be a close friend. And the third point is that we're just really lazy. And I'll (laughs) explain (laughs) what that means later. Okay. So, you know, if you think about back in the day, like if you think about your parents, a lot of them grew up in the same neighborhood, right? A lot of people spent their entire life in the same area and because of that they pretty much had a lifetime to get to know people and build relationships but if you look at millennials now and if you look at lifestyles now people are migrating like crazy just taking my personal um, experience I've never lived in the same place for over five years right it's a good point and even if you're not moving cities, you're probably moving, switching jobs yeah, a lot exactly. more frequently than our parents. We're more likely to work the same at the same company their whole life, in which they develop yeah like closer relationships because they know people longer. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, and when you don't have that FaceTime, it is a lot harder to create meaningful re- relationships with people. And I do think that you know, in order to find a good friend, just having that time with them is really important but because we're moving around so much and our lifestyle is so different now that could be one of the reasons why people are perceiving to have less close friends so you say people perceive to have less close friends does that mean you think we don't actually have less close friends Mm. so i'm (laughs) glad you picked up on that because and that kind of goes to my second point so how is close friendships portrayed in media? If you think about like movies and TV shows, you see these two people who met each other when they were super young, grew up together, they tell each other everything, and that's kind of the expectation we have in our minds when we think of a close friend, right? But again, because we're moving around so much, it's almost impossible to have someone you know your entire life. And I think because what we see in media, um, that that difference of between what we see in media and our relationships in real life, we feel like we don't have any close friends. 
Um, an example would be for me because uh, usually Monday to Friday I'm busy at work, after work I'm tired, I don't necessarily want to go out. So sometimes I don't see my friends until maybe one or two weeks later, right? But a lot of people think that, oh, if someone's my close friend, I need to spend every day with them or see them every other day or be chatting with them and texting with them every single day, right? But for me, I could not speak with someone for, let's say, a month. And when I'm suddenly in need, let's say I'm rushed to the hospital or something and then I text someone and they respond right away and come to see me, to me that's a close friend. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't necessarily need to be speaking with this yeah, person every single day. I agree. So right? do, you, do you think um, people still have like the same amount of close friends than that they had maybe in the past but like you're saying how it's being perceived or defined has changed? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, yeah, no, that totally could be. Um, when I was reading into this, like some of the articles, like one of them was saying, I think when they surveyed people 25 years ago, the average person said they had like three close friends mm. and now it's like two. I can't remember if they asked them specifically, how many close friends do you have? I remember reading something around, they asked them, uh, how many people do you feel you could have an important conversation with? I don't know what that means. Maybe that's like talking about stuff that's, I guess, important to you about like work or relationships, I guess, sharing things you're feeling vulnerable, but I don't know. But, uh, and then another thing that came up a lot was feelings of isolation that they've increased. And then I was looking into, uh, urban like there's a trend towards people moving into big cities mm -hmm. and then there were studies showing people are happier in smaller towns so i was trying to think about whether that has to play in i don't know i'll stop i don't know if you have any <laughs> any thoughts no no that that's actually really interesting because so kind of going back to me saying that to build a meaningful relationship you need to spend time with someone right a friendship requires time, energy, and attention. And in urban areas where you split your attention in so many different capacities, that means less of it is going to creating a single, meaning, person. A single person and creating yeah. meaningful connections with them. And so that could be a reason why people in small towns where their attention isn't divided into so many places um, where they report having closer relationships versus in more populated areas like urban cities. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about why I put this question on the mm -hmm. list in the first place. And I think it's in my head I'm trying to think through is this actually a problem or not like i see articles and stuff about it general mm -hmm. stuff about how social media is making people less happy and mm -hmm. all this stuff mm -hmm. and i'm trying <laughs> to like understand like is this actually a problem or to your point is it just the way people are perceiving things maybe why why did you choose this question like what yeah so I chose this question because I personally fell into the trap of feeling like I didn't have any close friends. Um, and frankly, I lost a close friend 
uh, during my undergrad because I was too lazy. And <laughs> that kind of goes back to my third point where we expect other people to be taking the first step and reaching out. When in fact, why can't we just be the person to start a conversation with someone or to meet a stranger, right? Um, and during my undergrad, I had a friend who would always be asking me, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? But I would keep on saying, no, sorry, I'm busy with school. I'm busy with this and that. And eventually, she stopped asking me uh, to go out with her. And eventually, that relationship just kind of came to an end. And at that time, I was really frustrated. I felt like, why couldn't she be more understanding and understand that I have priorities to me, school is important, and I want to get a job after university, which is why I was busy attending all of these networking events. Um, but now, looking back, I can understand why she was so frustrated and why she just stopped talking to me altogether, because I wasn't putting in energy and effort into maintaining that relationship. And I think that's a really big problem that people have now is that we feel so entitled to relationships. We feel like we don't need to put in effort and time anymore. If someone's my good friend, they should stick with me however I treat them, right? But that's not true. Um, a relationship comes in, it, it's a two-way thing, right? Someone can be devoting a lot of time and energy to you, but if you're not reciprocating that, that relationship is not going to last. So, right? I agree with you, but I wouldn't have thought that that was a new thing. I would have thought that would always have been the case. Do you think this is a, a newer thing where people are lazy and not putting time into relationships? Or? So, this, is, this isn't something new, yeah. but I think people just don't think about it that much anymore. Even when you're talking to someone, right? I notice often that when someone is saying something to me, instead of actively listening to what they're talking about, I start thinking of how I'm going to respond in my head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that might be because in school we're just conditioned to respond on the spot. And I feel like in a way that's taking away a lot of opportunities for us to really get to know someone because we're always thinking about ourselves and thinking about why can't I have good friends instead of being more grateful and appreciating the relationships you have and thinking about how can I take this relationship a step further? What can I do for the other person to further our bond, right? And um, this kind of goes to this, pers this personal anecdote that I have. So this summer I moved into an apartment and when I tell people that I know the names to all of my neighbors, they get really surprised, especially because in apartment-style living, that rarely ever happens. And the reason I know my neighbors is because right after I moved in, I baked homemade cookies and I knocked door-to-door -door and I made an effort to introduce myself to my neighbors. Wow. And when I when I first proposed this idea to one of my friends, they were like, are you crazy? That's <laughs> so weird. Nobody does that. But see, why do we think that's weird? In the past, people would do that all the time. It was the norm to introduce yourself to your neighbors. Why is it weird now? Right? And 
a lot of times I feel like people are blaming social media, blaming technology, blaming this brick in their hand for not being able to make friends. But, you know, this piece of technology isn't physically restricting you in any capacity. It's not, you know, taping your mouth up or anything like that. It's because we, for some reason, feel that taking the initiative and speaking to someone is weird now, or it's awkward, or it's out of the norm. And it's that mindset that's impeding us from getting to know people and meeting someone new. So my hot take <laughs> is that instead of saying that it's because of technology, I think it's more so our mindset and how that's stopping us from you know, developing friendships into more profound ones. So that's, thanks for sharing that story, that's <laughs> cool. Uh, first, I want to ask you a bit more about that. When you, when you did that mm. and you went door to door with the cookies. I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> I was so nervous. Uh, how many of the people opened the door? They were, were there? All, Everyone was I, home? I was, okay, not everyone was home. I had to do this over a span of a couple days. Okay. Um, and I was expecting just mean neighbors <laughs> for some reason. I don't even know. Like, I was expecting some of them to be a little hesitant to take cookies from a stranger. But they were all so nice. And then we started talking about our lifestyles and what we do for work and whether or not they have a dog, what their dog's name is. And I really got to know my neighbors. And, you know, this wouldn't have happened if I expected them to come to me instead of taking the initiative or if I just gave into the whole oh, this is weird this is out of the norm mindset right I wish I I wish I did that <laughs> when I moved in next place I move to I'm gonna, I'm hey, gonna try hey it's that. never too late it's never too late hey I've lived here for three years <laughs> I guess I could still do it yeah you could yeah maybe I'll give it a try See again, it's if I mindset. Summon the courage. It's yeah, no. Mindset. Why? Okay. Why does you living there for three years make a difference? Make a difference. Why? Yeah. So, I guess I'm scared that they'll think it's weird, <laughs> which is See, what your again, fear exactly. was. But you're saying they didn't think it was. Weird. Everyone appreciated yeah, yeah. and liked it. Yeah, and and before we approach someone, we, at least for me. I have to kind of build up the courage in my head to speak to a stranger or something like that. And for example, just in the kitchen, like at work, right? When it's just me and one other person awkwardly standing there waiting for yeah. the water to boil or something like that. I always think to myself, oh my God, I really want to have a conversation with this person. I want to get to know this person, but for some reason this nervous wreck inside me is just stopping me from doing so or I have concerns like oh, does this person want to talk right now if I you know ask them about the weather are they gonna think I'm annoying but I I think that the other person's probably thinking the same totally, thing totally <laughs> totally so I have, I have similar <laughs> thoughts the thing I need I need to improve on most around that is when I see someone at work and like, we've said hi back and forth a few times, but I, I forgot or don't know their name. Yeah. And, um, and All I, the time. And I'm like, should I? 
ask them, <laughs> say sorry, I forgot your name now, and then I don't end up doing it, and then it just gets worse and worse. And then you never know their name, and then you always just so say, "Hey, I just gotta hi. do it." Yeah, I just yeah, gotta, exactly. Yeah, and sometimes you they're just not gonna need to get offended. Honest, yeah, yeah. and you, because they, it's probably happened to them too. Totally. So it's fine to just tell them, "Hey, I know we've already known each other for this amount of time, but." I forgot your name, and yeah. you know people just need to be transparent and just give the benefit of the doubt to the other person. Like people are nicer than what people think. Yeah, that's something I strongly believe in. So, going back to your example of giving cookies to your neighbors, <laughs> so I, I agree with you that in the past it was probably more common for people to do mm-hmm. that, and you're saying it's it's mindset, which mm-hmm. I agree. I'm just wondering, like, you giving you said the reaction you got was really good. Mm-hmm. So I imagine it sounds like the reaction, like now versus in the past, is still the same. Like people respond well. So, yeah. so why? Do, like, do you have any thoughts on why uh, people's mindsets have changed? I guess it's a. I don't expect you to have an answer. I don't mm-hmm. have an answer. That's but. a really good question. Um, well, I guess the reason I was nervous was because I wanted them to like me. And so I guess the fear came from the possibility that they wouldn't like me. Um, and I feel that now more than ever, people are such people pleasers. We want... Uh, everyone to like us. We have super high standards for ourselves. And I feel like these high standards of being social and being a certain way kind of, you know, creates this fear that, what if this person doesn't like me? What if they think I'm a loser? What if they think I'm not funny? Right? And that fear often stops us from, you know, just starting conversation with someone. And I think the best way to get over that is to just stop caring about what other people think about you. And obviously it's much easier said than done and it's definitely something I'm still working on. Um, but maybe it's when you, if you have the right intention, right? Mm-hmm. If, if your intention is to be kind and nice, then ha- knowing that, then even if they do if even if they don't end up liking you for whatever reason, like you tried your best, you tried to be nice, and if they if they give if they tell you like why like why they don't like you or whatever, then you can like learn from it. But to, <laughs> no, to your point, like we shouldn't be scared if we're just being genuine and yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. And what's to fear about? You know, just being nice to another human being and, you know, just saying hi to them and just saying, hi, my name is Catherine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is it that difficult? No, I think it's difficult because of what we don't know, which is how the other person is going to respond. Yeah. Right? Uh, If I can go back to your earlier point around today, we're busier Mm -hmm. or it feels like we're busier than we were, than people might have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, thinking more about it, a, a close friend might just be 
like the more time you, there's definitely a correlation between like how much time you spend mm-hmm. with a person and how close a friend they are with you. So in the past, you might have, you knew less people, you had less things to do. So like you said, you had more time for people. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it just comes down to that. Like in today's world, like we feel like we're so busy with work and other stuff that I don't know, maybe there's just less time for yeah, our close friends. I mean, if you think about, let's say, when we were in elementary school, right, where you spend every day with the same group of kids because True. you're all in the same classroom, right? And that's when, or at least from my memory, that's when I felt like I had a very strong group of close friends because you see them every day. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you see them every day. And I definitely think that that time aspect and the aspect of how much attention you're paying to that person. Um, And, you know, when we were kids, I don't think we cared about the way we looked or how the other kids would perceive us. You know, if we we were just ourselves, right? And I guess in a way, because people kind of put on a mask that makes it harder to really get to know someone as well. For me, personally, I'm the type of person that's an open book. I am just honest. Um, like, if I'm nerdy, I'm nerdy. If, you know, I, if I like things that aren't really mainstream, I'm not ashamed of that. But I think a lot of people try to hide certain aspects about them or things they like because they want to fit into whatever it means to be a cool person. Um, And I think that invisible wall that they put up around themselves makes it really hard for someone to really break through and get to know them authentically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like thinking more about, like the sexy thing to do is to move cities, move jobs, but maybe that's, Maybe one of the biggest costs with that is it's harder to to keep close friends if you're always moving around. Yeah. And I was always so jealous of the people who have spent their whole life in the same neighborhood or in the same town because I've always wanted that um, lifestyle of knowing everyone and knowing all the gossip <laughs> and all the family drama. And if you ask them, they would actually say, well, I'm envious of all the different places you've been to and, you know, all the different experiences you have. And so, you know, people always want what they can have. The grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. No, I I think that could be something that a lot of people overlook. Like I, I personally had never thought about that before as like a consideration in these days, like a lot of friends, they're switching they're going to a different company every two years or whatever. And yeah, there's like, that's definitely a pro to staying in one place is you develop stronger relationships with, with people. That's cool. You know, every little secret. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like to your point around like the elementary school stuff, like the reason often I feel like most of my friends, most of the people I know, their closest friends are people from elementary school is because 
they probably went to school with them for eight or ten years, yeah. right? Versus high school's four years, university yeah. four years. It's just the more time you spend with people. And there was never a motive too when we were in elementary school. You made friends with someone because you genuinely liked them, right? Versus in high school and then in university, you have a lot of other factors of、oh, why、okay. you would want to. So that's a different. Befriend someone, right? True, true. So that's is that's a totally different. Oh yeah,、thing. <laughs> that's a totally different beast to tackle. Hmm. So you think that? Do you think that is a big part of the issue, or part of the issue is that people have motives to like friendship? I'd hope. I'd hope not with like your <laughs> close friends. Like I don't know. Yeah. Well. I would say that the friends I feel closest to are still my friends from elementary school. Yeah, and there's no motive there. They're just your exactly. friends. Exactly,、yeah. and the thing is, for me, I actually、um, so part of my elementary school experience was in Shanghai, and the friend. The friends that I made there are still like I still talk to them once in a while. Every time I go back to Shanghai, we meet up for lunch and dinner, and it honestly feels as if time just paused. Like there, we were back in elementary school, and it's crazy because we could not speak for years. But when I go back and we meet up, it would just feel as if I was with them the whole time. Right, and we would catch up and tell each other these crazy stories, whether it's related to our relationships or careers or school or family or whatever, and we would just be super honest and unfiltered. But I do find that when I'm chatting or catching up with friends that I made in high school or university, I find that I'm not able to be as unfiltered. How long did you spend in Shanghai there?、Uh, four years. Okay, so same amount of time as high school or university, but high school or university? Were you living like at home with your no, parents? Neither. I, no. Okay. So, so what's the what's the difference then? Because I was gonna say like maybe you spent more time with the people in Shanghai than you did with the people in high school or university. Hmm. I think there's multiple reasons. I think I did spend more time in elementary school with my friends, just because this was in Shanghai. This was in、yeah. Shanghai. So,、um, first of all, we would just see each other early on in the day already because we go to school together. We're all in the same class, and then after school ends, we all go to the nearest snack vendor together, and then after. School, like when we each go home, then we start playing games online together and chat with each other. So I do feel like we were spending a lot of time, whether that be in person or virtually, together. Versus in university, a lot of times the only opportunity for me to hang out with a friend would either be right before class or right after class. Or yeah, I guess you're busier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And frankly, I. Was just a lot more tired in university, and I just didn't have that energy to invest in building relationships. And you know, looking back, I do realize that 
it wasn't necessarily one of my priorities as well because I was just so focused on graduating and getting a job and you know I I definitely felt that isolation in university um, and at that time I just found various things to blame on whether that be ah oh, so busy with all these assignments or uh, this environment the school environment just doesn't foster healthy relationships but now that I'm looking back you know in the end of the day it's just a matter of me not being able to invest as much time and energy and attention right to these people yeah. and frankly everyone was in the same boat yeah no one had an abundance of time or energy right we were all sleep deprived <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say something. I got sidetracked. Uh, in the meantime, any from the notes you put together, any, any, anything else hmm. you want to touch on? While I think of what I wanted to ask, hmm. oh, I feel like I had a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. No, we pretty much touched on everything. I guess another point related to technology would be instead of blaming technology, we should be, you know, appreciating how it actually gives us the opportunity to meet people we probably would never have the opportunity to meet. True. Right? Yeah. And you know back in the day how people had pen pals and that kind of stuff. Technology just made all of that so much easier. True. Right? And, okay, back in the day when people wrote to each other, um, let's say these two people never met in person, but they would be writing to each other all the time, there, it would still be possible to bond a very meaningful relationship, right? And how is technology different from that? You're, it's, it's just a different means of communication instead of writing something down and waiting, you know, seven days for the other person to receive it and another seven days for them to give you a response technology it just makes it instant yeah right i guess maybe it's that you can use your phone or tv to entertain yourself versus in the past you maybe you had to look to uh, yeah like you're kind of more. forced in a way <laughs> yeah. to go out and i spend don't know time. Maybe. But technology can bring people together as well. No, I totally agree. I'm a big gamer, and what I love doing is inviting friends and saying, hey, let's just play Mario Kart together. It's <laughs> yeah. so much fun. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not anti-technology. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I definitely see where people are coming from when they say social media and technology has made people feel more isolated, but Again, we are the ones who control technology. When it gets to the point where technology is controlling us, then we should be concerned. <laughs> so, just on that, I agree with you that like we have control over whether or not we want to use technology, how we use mm, technology. Yeah. But then on the flip side, it it I feel like maybe not control controlling us is is like a strong way to put it but it does maybe influence us mm -hmm. in ways we're not aware of. Yeah. So for instance, the most obvious one that comes to mind is, I don't know exactly what it's called, but like scrolling and the fact that 
like Instagram, for instance, I know that if you scroll to refresh, mm-hmm. uh, even if you don't have any new stories at the top, it'll keep jumbling them. Uh, just to give you the sense that there's like, it's like new stimulus. So I was reading, they use like the same kind of human impulses of, that's why like slot machines are so addictive. Oh, interesting. So social media all uses, or a lot of them, Facebook, Twitter, Uh Instagram, it's all this like uh, pull down to refresh. So to your point, when you said like, we control technology, it doesn't control us fair but it's also sometimes some of the pushback is that it's designed in a way (laughs) where it's influencing Mm -hmm. us in maybe ways we don't realize i don't know no yeah that's totally fair um but i guess in the end of the day you know we have the power to put our phone down yeah and to turn it off yeah right yeah (laughs) it's true it's true sometimes sometimes they yeah, you can do it. They just, I, I think sometimes they don't make it that easy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's getting better. Like, I think on both iPhone and Android now, you can set time limits for mm-hmm. apps, which yeah. is cool. But for instance, like, when I was looking into, like, deleting or temporarily disabling Instagram, mm-hmm. I could not find it, like, the option to do that in the app. It was so difficult. Uh. Uh, you couldn't do it in the app. You have to go to their website and do it. So they're really trying to make it difficult mm. for you to use less, or at least that's my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, I it makes know. sense. They're making money yeah, off it's of their people. Model. <laughs> yeah, you gotta spend. App. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> cool. I think that's all I have. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. No worries. I honestly feel like I was kind of wordy. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. It was great. Um, and honestly, to anyone who's listening, I hope I was able to provide some insight and kind of change the way they view relationships with people and technology as well, and maybe reevaluate some of the friendships that they have. And you know, maybe they do have close friends, but they're just hidden and they don't really perceive it as a close relationship or they think that someone is a close friend but you know maybe that person isn't necessarily a great friend if they're not giving you that attention and energy that you deserve to have (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the the takeaways definitely for me are i'm gonna try giving cookies to my neighbors and i'll let you know (laughs) how it goes it's never too late and then it was the first time I thought about from a career perspective and moving cities and stuff like that, the impact that has mm-hmm. on on like close friendships and stuff. And then the one thing I wanted to ask you earlier that just came yeah. back to me now um, was you were talking about how you didn't make French, like close friendships and or like you didn't make working on your friendships with other a priority mm-hmm. in university because yeah. studying and other stuff was more priority, which is totally fair. And I think to myself, like, whenever I've tried, like, writing down goals for myself mm-hmm. for the year or for the month or New Year's resolutions, it's generally always around, like, oh, read this number of books or, like, do this number of podcasts or mm-hmm. get a promotion or, like, do this kind of physical exercise thing. It's not, it's not usually, like, work on your relationship with this person. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's another takeaway for me is like 
think about it more like like that that that's that's definitely like a worthwhile goal yeah because honestly sitting in your chair and dwelling on not having close friends and just getting miserable is not gonna help anything no right you need to actually take action and just send someone a text message and say hey are you free tonight or are you free sometime this week let's go grab a coffee yeah right that's all it takes. Yeah. And if that person says no and you ask again and they say no no again and they keep on rejecting you, well, too bad. They're lost. You move on to a different person. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think the goal with this, going back to like what I was saying about why I wanted to or why I think I was asking this question is, yeah, I think a lot of times we're a product of our environment and maybe we we just don't think about these things um so like maybe someone listening yeah maybe they take something away and it makes them see things in a different perspective i don't know yeah and i guess another thing would be even if someone else tells you something is weird you don't have to listen to them (laughs) (laughs) if you want to do it just do it Cool. Thanks, Catherine. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. No problem. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in to Can I Ask You a Question? If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating on iTunes or Google Podcasts or wherever you're listening from so that more people like you can discover it. Also, it'd be super helpful if you'd be willing to leave some feedback on any ideas you have for improving future conversations using the link in this episode's description. Thanks again and see you next time.